You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Alexa, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Jake Madison. And I'm also Jake Madison. Obviously, we're not actually Jake Madison. He's on vacation. Uh, we're the non-credentialed members of the media, content monkeys over at Locked On Pelicans. I'm Luis Corzo, and with me is John Nathan Raby. You can follow us at Pelicans Reddit and at J Nathan Raby on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, not in real life. And we have a ton of Pelicans news to go over, obviously. Oh, yeah. There's just so much to talk about <laughs> on July 23rd during the offseason. Actually, we do have some business to take care of, first of all. Um, we wanted to uh, shout out Jake Madison for giving us the reins of the podcast, finally trusting us with his baby in the dead of summer after everything has happened and I don't like him at all right now. Yeah, uh, you know, right after the when July starts and the new year starts in the NBA, there's so much to talk about and there was so much to talk about in that first week and now uh, it's, you know, almost August and we are getting excited, I guess, about camp signings hey we almost got yogi ferrell that was the thing we almost got yogi ferrell and he he rebuffed us to join the great sacramento kings franchise there was actually a signing today you want to go ahead and tell us about him yeah sure there was a signing today the the pelicans released a statement through they have signed garland green to a multi-year deal he played with the summer league for the pelicans this year and the contract will have some guaranteed money and i don't know what some is i don't think anyone really knows what some is i don't think garland knows what the sum is. and then uh, he'll uh, it'll be non-guaranteed which are your, all that is basically to say uh, this dude's a camp body he'll you know stick around with the team I do have a couple of things and from some stats on Garland I know everyone's very excited about him he played college Texas Christian University which you know has a great mascot the Horned <laughs> Frogs horn frog. uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, he was the seventh leading scorer on the Pelican Summer League team Louis oh wow impressive yeah yeah with 9.2 uh points on on 63 percent shooting which is good until uh, you know it's it's 27 shots total so it actually the second highest field goal percentage on the team after some guy named marvin jones who took one shot and made it <laughs> god i hate the offseason speaking of his body of work though there's something interesting about his body that everybody loves and if you could go ahead and tell me what that is please that would be the one thing that drives every Pelicans fan crazy. He is six foot seven. Yes, that is what we want. A tall body. Somebody that can play on the wing. Please give it to us. Anybody. Somebody. That's not Solomon Hill. Well, that's the thing. That, that's the whole you know thing about Pelicans fans. I don't think the Pelicans worry about it as much as the fans do. In fact, I saw some people on Twitter just basically saying, if, if they thought it was as big of a problem as we'd think it was, they probably would have addressed it by now. <laughs> and they're probably not going to address it until maybe in the in the season. They probably won't address it for the rest of this offseason. But it gets to the point where, like, the fan base becomes so thirsty for someone. When I uh, Oh, God, I'm so thirsty. It's like the devil. <laughs> Please. When they, uh, they signed someone else earlier. Uh, I can't remember who it was. And it was, I see, I, because it was the offseason. At this point, Blue and Blue I looked him Blue up. It? He shoots threes. Yeah, well, and when uh, there was a, a Pelicans player, or no, I'm sorry, non-Pelicans player that Pelicans fans wanted, I can't remember. Bulls free agent. I have no idea. Nwaba? And I looked. 
Yeah, yeah. And I looked him up, and he's like, he's six four. Why is someone everyone so excited? <laughs> he plays on the wing, though. It's cool. We can we can. Etwan Moore plays on the wing for us. Like it's fine. And that's the point. I mean, the the Pelicans have demonstrated that they were they've been okay. Broken wings and all are non-existent wings. And maybe Hill will be a little better this year. Um, I just need him not have like two different size legs from all the atrophy. And we'll, we'll yeah. Play, all right. So, but uh, so yeah. So that leads to Garland Green getting a little more attention than than he'd normally get, especially because, like we said, this is a time of the offseason where things like where they're the ninth and tenth player on the team. That sort of signing gets exciting. Yeah. The the probably the most notable thing about Garland Green besides his height? good field goal percentage, um, and his height is uh, that he is Gerald Green's younger brother. To be fair, um, this is a plus for me. Yeah, no, I mean that's a that's a big plus. So, you know, uh, Houston's own. this happens sometimes. Uh, didn't Jarrett Smith's little brother get a camp invite DeMarcus for the Knicks? Cousins' little and... brother played for us and for the Dallas Mavericks when they were rumored to get him a yeah, year yeah. ago. So, so yeah, I, I'm fine with all of that. Uh, with with Garland Green getting a chance because <laughs> maybe you know maybe because of his pred- uh, pedigree, maybe because of his shooting in in summer league. Maybe we just really want Gerald Green on the Pelicans. Maybe, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Oh, I'd love it now. He told me like at the beginning of this offseason, like, no, I'm, I'm good. If if um if the 12 a.m. meeting that was with Alfred Payton was with Gerald, Gerald Green, you know, you might have a little bit uh, a different feeling about it. Um, so uh, I have a I have a fun little game for you if you're interested. Oh, okay, what you got? All right, so we as we established, uh, Garland Green is the younger brother of Gerald Green. So I'm gonna list some facts, and I want you to tell me which Green is it in our new Locked On Pelicans feature. Which green is it? Ooh, which Where's green my music? is it? You know, da, 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 da. Oh, whatever. Right. <laughs> I don't okay. know. So, so uh, the first question is, which green played college? This is easy. We may have hinted at it earlier. Did Gerald Green not go to college? This is news Gerald Green did not go to college. Woo! <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. All right. Now, Second question, which green is an Aquarius? Garland, Garland Green, Garland Green. Very close. Garland Green is actually born uh, in the, the first half of January, which makes him whatever the sign is before that. But Do I Gerald Green was born in the back half of January, which makes him an Aquarius. So you'd say that was wrong, right? That was wrong. All right. <laughs> All right, and the third question this, this uh, in my, in my right. which green is it? Uh, which green got traded with Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors? This this is for all the marbles, right? Yes. Okay, and his brother's a rookie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, Ger- Gerald Green. That was a trick question. It was not Gerald or or Garland, but their second cousin, Danny Green. He's the cousin, no! To the Raptors. Oh, no! Wait, he's really their second cousin? Yeah. God, I love the NBA. <laughs> see, that See, that was so much more fun than anyone expected that, that they could great. have a Garland that. Green signing. Trick question. Jerk. So uh, that, that pretty much does it for the uh, news that directly uh, impacts the Pelicans, I would say. All right, and after the break, we're going to take a look around the Southwest Division and see uh, what teams got worse, what teams got better, and which teams pose the biggest threat to the Pelicans in the next season. Southwest, baby! 
Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, as we said before the break, we're going to go ahead and, since there's not a lot of news for the Pelicans, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the rest of the Southwest Division. Uh, starting with the team that got the fourth pick in the NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Ravy, what do you think about Memphis? I have thoughts. So, uh, I was seeing some a lot of people, uh, some, some people like Fletcher Mackle, a couple other people talking about um, the good or the sneaky good offseason that the Grizzlies had. And I think that is based on the idea that Conley's going to be coming back healthy and Gasol is Gasol. So then when you bring in players like, um, I guess you get the fourth pick in the draft, which turns into Jaron Jackson Jr. uh, And then you sign Kyle Anderson and Omri Caspi and you get a trade for Garrett Temple. um, (laughs) That I guess, I guess that constitutes as a, as a good or a sneaky good off season. Um, I think, I think that Anderson signing is, I mean, it was worth a shot, but I think you could tell how uh, the contract was by how quickly the Spurs said, nah, thanks, I'm good. Okay, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that I am one of the people that's in the number that at least Memphis is going to try, right? Like, they, none of their offseason moves say, hey, we're tanking again. We, we signed slow-mo. We got the next Anthony Davis. Like, he can shoot, he can shoot, and he's tall. <laughs> and shoot, and I think that's all I got from summer league is that he can shoot. He's really good at that, and he's tall. Those are the two things I know about Jared Jackson. Triple J, Garrett Temple is Garrett Temple, who was a rotation player for Sacramento. So do with that what you will. I am slowly talking myself out of Memphis being good as we go on. <laughs> it's just so I'm not saying that there won't be, at least in the hunt for a playoff team, but I also think that the idea of reloading wasn't the right one to do. Um, it when, Once it was clear that they were not going to be good last year and um, Gasol was getting more and more antsy, uh, Conley obviously wasn't coming back, I, I thought it might be a good idea, especially looking at the landscape of the West, to go for another, another good pick in this coming year. And... Um, it's possible they stu- still do that if it starts off, you know, rough. But Mike Conley is going to keep you at a steady line, which will probably be good, too good to be bad. But I don't know if it's going to be good enough to be good. I think that was my thing. Like, they're definitely going to be part of that muddled, like, middle of the Southwest. Of, not Southwest, I'm sorry. Of the whole Western Conference. Uh, kind of like where the Clippers were last year. Like, maybe not that, quite that high. But... I don't think there's going to be as many tanking teams at the bottom from the West. I feel like everybody just about got better, and they're definitely one of them. And I think that I said this on Twitter, and like I think that Memphis is in a situation where they they kind of have to at least try. They can't they can't tank, and so healthy healthy Mike Conley, healthy Marcus All, they they're gonna try, and I think that's probably a big difference. You won't hear hopefully you won't hear Mark. Marcus Hall complaining. I mean, we hope so, but I imagine if you're in Memphis, you're, that's not what you're looking for, and you don't think that's going to happen again. And you can talk yourself into, hey, Mike, Mike Conley got a break from his legs. Kind of like what, what happened with Drew Holiday, right? There was a big, long, extended break for Drew Holiday, and he came back and he looks good. He looks better. I kind of see the same thing with Mike Conley. Like, he's got a lot of miles. A lot of his stuff is, like, ticky-tacky things with his legs. So, hopefully, without being used for a whole week season, I, I, I'd imagine that they're just better. That that's probably true. How do you feel on a completely like in a vacuum? How do you feel about slow mo? Not the sign, not the contract, 
shoot him into the sun. I, I can't deal with a player named Slomo. I mean, if I'm gonna defend this, like this choice of, oh, he's great, like he's fine, like he was a rotation player, like in San Antonio, they did good, they overachieved. I I don't like it. It's not great. Like you said, San Antonio was like, nah, nah, we're good. Go ahead, take him. And yeah, it's I, hard to. They're the people that have the most information on him. Yeah. Let Let's actually just uh, segue right into San Antonio because. We That's just fine. said their name a couple times. Um, so they had a, a kind of under the uh, under the radar thing just happen where they traded their uh, their best player. I thought you meant when they signed Dante Cunningham. Oh no! <laughs> well, that, every, everyone knows that should not go under the radar. That is that is the kind of signing that will catapult a team from 36 wins to 39 wins. But though they also signed another former uh, New Orleans player in Marco Bellinelli, which is great. Uh, but no, no. So, but but obviously the big the big story is is Kawhi to uh, Toronto, and they got back Demar Derozan. And the the one I like is, I mean, getting Jakob Potal, um, who I guess they wanted some sort of young player. They weren't able to get OG um, or uh, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that that one. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. so so getting getting Potal is uh, a good consolation prize, I think. And I think he's the kind of player, uh, you know, big foreign white center who fits in well in San Antonio. Um, I think I said this on Twitter too. Damn it, I I don't want to be that guy that says I said this on Twitter. San Antonio is going to be probably like talent wise, they're definitely going to be better than last season. They're not. Their record might not show it. They beat up on the bad teams last year. Like, really, they were the best out of, like, that group that was fighting for the AC. Minnesota, Denver, the Pelicans, and San Antonio and the Clippers. They were easily the best by, like, two or three games at just beating up the teams that were tanking. I just don't think that there's as much opportunity this season. I think a lot of that tank, those tanking teams, or let's say the teams at the bottom, are going to be shifted towards the East this season. That's what it looks like, at least. Like, everybody looks like they got better. I keep saying this. I'm going to hammer it home. Everybody got better. We the West is the worst. I hate it. I want to cry. Yeah, and the big thing that people were saying were that, well, you know, they they went from Kawhi Leonard to Demar Derozan. No, they went from no one to Demar Derozan. Right. I mean, Kawhi played nine games. So Demar, and and I've had discussions with you on this and several other people where I'm probably lower on Demar than a lot of people just because one way players who aren't great at three pointers just doesn't do it for me um but i mean he is also the kind of player who could find a really good home in san antonio and it's not it not something that would can like transform the entire team but the bottom line is they will have a player to like take those shots that they didn't really have last year or like because besides Lamarcus Aldridge, who I don't think is the kind of guy, I think Lamarcus Aldridge, Lamarcus Aldridge will always be better as a one B player. You don't think he's gonna be one B to Demar? I think he's gonna be one B. No, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna be DeMar one. Like, he's oh, always yeah. better as one B. Last year he was one A. That's true. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying he's still gonna be one one B or one A. Letters. Okay, but I love Demar Derozan. <laughs> Like, I love Costco Kobe Bryant. I will take him. I will. Him and Kyle Lowry are two of my favorite players. I have, like, a shrine to them somewhere, I'm sure. I'm really sad about them breaking up. I'm excited to see what DeMar can do. I don't think it's going to be anything spectacular. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the same thing that he's always done. He's coming off his best season, though. You hope that 
there's some things with DeMar that you hope don't affect him going into the season with this trade and how he's kind of taken it, but it looks like it's sort of at least starting to patch over with them apologizing, with the Raptors apologizing to him. Yeah, but, and, and I mean, I, I don't want to be mean to your Costco Kobe Bryant. Like, I, I like him, and what I like more than, I like his off-the-court stuff. Oh yeah, uh, and Kyle Lowry, they're bad. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I, I, lo- I love I love uh, bromances, um, like 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 ours, Louis. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I do think that he can be, you know, he can be that the guy in San Antonio that they need right now, especially since they don't have Kawhi anymore. Um, but the, the real question is, like you said, like if everyone's getting better, someone is going to have to drop out. Uh, of the playoff race and especially when you know it, there's a guarantee that the Lakers are going to be a playoff team um, is there a guarantee? So, they just signed so Michael Beasley is there? I'm, I'm McGee starting. is there? <laughs> is there? I mean <laughs> say it we, listen we could have our entire locked on Michael Beasley <laughs> podcast about the Lakers uh, and actually I would enjoy that very much maybe we can do a side uh, a side show um, Sideshow is actually the, the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> but, um, no, so I think that a team is going to drop off, and I don't, I'm not saying it is the Spurs, uh, but I'm saying the that the Spurs could be one of the bubbles team, along with the Pelicans could be a bubble team. I mean, the Spurs were a bubble team last year. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, it's, I, like I said, I don't think that their record's going to be as good. I, I don't think anybody's record's going to be as good. I just don't think there's going to be as many teams to beat up on. When it goes to the East, it's just you play less games against them. Also, they did again sign Dante Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know if I said that. I want to be clear, Dante. Period. Cunningham. I think the best thing that Dante Cunningham, like, remember when he would uh, shoot his jumpers with his back heel <laughs> on the three-point line, and then he was there, there's I, a couple of those guys. Yeah. All and, right. And sure. Actually, Demar Derozan is one of those guys. So no, they're going to fit in very well purpose. together. Um, Demar Derozan is on purpose. Shifting so. to our next team, the Dallas Mavericks? Question mark. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one to do. Um, so they're interesting because um, they Luca! go ahead. Luca. <laughs> See, that's that's the best part. Is I, I love Luca, um, and I think a lot of people pay attention to basketball and pay attention to the draft, and we're like kind of like falling in love with this kid just because uh of how well he was playing uh over in euro and um and then it seemed that a lot of scouts were kind of like shying away but i think all of that was proven to be just uh, talk but uh i think i think he's going to be really interesting for like the one year that he gets to learn under dirk it's going to be like it's annoying that he got drafted to uh, a division rival Uh, of course but like so their big thing, obviously, was besides Luca and the trade up to get him with the Hawks, who apparently are hawking. I don't know. There's no Kings going to King for the Hawks, I guess. But we're going to start it eventually. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. They finally got their man. <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a one-year deal. Got their man. Uh, look, it's going to be the center that they wanted. But the center that, that uh, for the last, what, three years, they've been having a DeAndre Jordan-sized hole for that team. It's going to be DeAndre Jordan, Dirk, Harrison Barnes, DSJ? I guess that's where? Is that how they're going yeah. to do it? And then, and then Wesley? I don't know. They should be I better. Mean, they're probably going to start Luka, I'm sure. I, I, at least I, I would, just for fun. Um, is Wesley good still? I don't no. Think he's good. I 
think you just go Luca. You just do the two young guys. Give them the reins. Unless you go. Unless you go. I don't want to do. I don't want to do them. I just realized I don't want to do the Mavericks rotation podcast. Yeah. Well, but but uh, but he, the, so the question is, since we're you know doing this talking about um, all the different teams in the division, um, the understanding being, do we see Dallas with their addition of DeAndre Jordan and then and yes, Luca, but to, to bottom line, they added an All Star. What difference does it make? I think it makes a lot of difference. I don't. I like DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's not as good as he was like he's just older right like he's not super athletic anymore but he can still do the damn thing like he will go out there and get you rebounds get you he will finish pick and rolls like that's gonna be fun Dennis Smith Jr. DeAndre Jordan Luka Doncic like right there I'm like sold Harrison Barnes ah. Dirk I mean Dirk's Dirk I can't say anything bad about Dirk he just signed today yeah, by the that. way so there but I mean they're gonna be better hopefully like you'd hope they're gonna be better better, but they're still gonna be outside looking in right yeah they're gonna be outside looking in but they're gonna be like just that bump of like let's say like I don't wanna say 10 wins but they're at the bottom like it's easier to get wins like it's easier to improve let's say it's easier to improve your win so like I don't think 10 wins like plus 10 wins is crazy I don't think plus 15 wins is probably that crazy I don't know I just don't I don't see them at the bottom they're not gonna be bottom five yeah, yeah. I will, and I will predict uh, that, as always, they will be an awful, awful out when the Pelicans play them. Ugh. Speaking right. of awful outs. Speaking of awful outs. Houston? Um, that's, who we, that's who we got left. Can we not talk about that? I don't know. I guess we have to talk about them. All right. Houston. Here's, here's why I'm mad at Houston. Houston was probably in a tier by themselves underneath the Warriors. They are now in a tier with Utah? Like, I think... Oh, man, I'm so disappointed. The Rockets. How do you let Trevor Is it, is it, the, go? Is it the CP3 signing? Is that what it was? Hmm? No. Trevor Reza. Yeah. I just... Uh, I mean, James Ennis... They replaced him with, they replaced him with Michael Carter-Williams. <laughs> no, James Ennis. James Ennis. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Carter- Carter-Williams is the backup. Oh, God. Former Rookie of the Year, Michael Carter-Williams, by the way. You dress him by his full title, sir. <laughs> oh, and uh, I don't know if you, you noticed looking at the roster, but uh, Garland Green's brother is on the team. <laughs> Little known Garland's Green brother, Joe Green, is on the Rockets. Returning, returning to the Rockets. I don't know. No, like, I, 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 agree, I agree Like that Ariza is a, is a really big loss. And, but I think even a bigger loss uh, is um, Mba Mute. Because I think you could have lost one without the other um, and been okay. Yeah, I guess uh, if, is probably if you keep does. one of them, because like they do relatively the same things, especially since Mba Mute got a little bit better at shooting over the course of the year. But I mean, Ariza was the better player, but Mba Mute could have done a lot of what you wanted Ariza to do once once he left. I do like that. And Mba now just was like, I'm gonna go back to LA. I liked LA more. I'm just gonna go back. It's always interesting to to see like those kind of, uh, especially so this year. Uh, it was the year of the one year deal, right? Where like everyone was just like, all right, let's see what happens next year. Ariza going one-year deal was basically like, show me the money. But Mba Mute didn't sign for a lot. So I think you're right. Like, the motivation is, must have just been like, eh, I kind of... He probably wanted more minutes. So they don't have Clint Capella done. That's going to get done, right? Like, they're bringing him back. It has to be done. It, 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 at the very least, uh, it'll be the qualifying offer, and he'll play this year and bet on himself like every other player has recently, and it has not worked out. Gary Harris disagrees. Was it Gary Harris or Will Barton? God damn it. I got him confused. It's Will Barton. <laughs> Will Barton, I'm sorry. If you're listening, I apologize. 
and we know you're listening. Yeah. Um, we went through that whole small. Pre- are they still going to win the division? The Rockets? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the, so here's the thing. I hate, and I, I asked you the question, you just said no, but I, I, I'll say it. I hate, hate, hate the Chris Paul deal. I know they had to do it. I don't care that they had to do it. It's just like, it's just like last year, last year with the whole Drew Holiday when there was a big contingent of people being like, "Well, they had to make this." This is deal. how the NBA yes, works, baby. This is how they the cap did. works. But it still sucks. It still, it, it, it's, it still means that you're gonna have a 38 year old Chris Paul like making 40 million dollars a year, and that's and that's just it's just gross. Like, uh, maybe he'll still be decent. But, I mean, we've seen how some players just fall off a cliff real quickly. <coughs> One of them is about to join the Rockets. Um, I was going to say, we went through that whole preview and didn't say Carmelo Anthony is coming to Houston. I closed out my air horn sound effect. I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I also don't like that. And I think most player, most most people don't like that to the point where I'm almost scared that he's going to be really good. Oh god, sneaky underrated. It's gonna be the Rudy right. Gay of like coming back. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, wasn't he terrible? And then, oh my god, and then he'll play really well in Houston. Everybody would be like, "See, him, Russell Westbrook him. is a bad teammate." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get the Russell Westbrook slander out the way because of Carmelo Anthony. Oh, it's gonna be great. All right, so that's everybody in the division. How do you see it shaking out? I have, I have how I see it. Do you want me to go first? You go first. I go first. I, I want you to go first. Yeah, that's fine. Houston, first. San Antonio, tied with the Pelicans. I'm sorry. I have to do it. It's Pop. It's Damar. It's Lamar. It's it's mid-range city. I love it. It's going to be tied for second. Uh, Mavericks, Grizzlies, I don't care. However you want to put them. All right. I I actually have... um, I have Houston, and I have Pelicans second. Oh, you homer. Hey, I didn't have him first. No, I I mean, the the thing is, this has the potential to have three and maybe even four teams in the in the playoffs. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to look at everybody. This isn't a whole Western Conference preview. That's going to be handled tomorrow, apparently. Oh, nice. Um, the, uh, yeah, so, but I mean, obviously Houston's going to win the division. But I do think, I mean, we've talked, we, we, you and I haven't talked about the actual team that this podcast is about um, together. But I think that the Pelicans are going to be able to like just do enough. Honestly, maybe they'll be tied and the Pelicans are the tiebreaker because the Pelicans always beat the Spurs. Just like <laughs> the Mavericks true. always beat the Pelicans. I'm sure this is going to come down to like a last, the last game, one final shot. It'll be great. If you look at the schedule, if you look at the schedule in the last game of the season is the Pelicans versus the Spurs again, you know it's going to go down. Oh, it's going to be so great. There's been, it's just going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, and I actually do, I think I have Grizzlies over Mavericks, but I don't think any of the teams are going to be particularly bad. No, I, I think they're just going to be at least, at like, okay to second in the division. I mean, second in the Western Conference. I think that's where we're at. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who's going to be bad in the West, real quick? Who's going to be bad in the West? Sacramento. That's it. Oh, man. Phoenix. Maybe? They got Trevor Ariza. They don't have a point guard. I mean, they're going to go with... Or Brandon Knight? No, not Brandon Knight. They're, I'm sure they're going to go with uh, Devin Harris. 
Or De- Devin Booker. Why did I say Devin Harris? Devin Booker's going to be there too. Um, I don't know. It's so. They, they've they've yeah. done some of him at point guard. I'm not going to be surprised if they do it again. One day, uh, like it, like you know how usually there's like a star player who gets overhyped in his second year, and then his third year he gets like, oh wait, why why hasn't he done what we expected him to do when we hyped him in his second year? Mm-hmm. You know the Anthony Davis treatment, mm-hmm. and now the Carl Anthony Towns treatment. Um, Devin Booker could go either way. Like this this would be the year in quotes where you would expect the team to rise to his talent. You know, as Question he gets mark? better. Uh, he he, signed, he did sign the extension though. He got that money. Yeah, he did get that. He did get money, and and, and like with Aiden, I guess it'll be interesting. I don't know. See, now we're talking about all the teams. I don't know. <laughs> do you think when Devin Booker signed that the owner was like, "Hey, do you promise to get better?" <laughs> do you think that happened? <laughs> what kind of what kind of owner would do that? Hmm, Minnesota. Hmm. Okay, I think that's it. Are we good? Do we do we cover yeah, all the I, news? I don't, am I am I good? Is there is there news? Um, um, go ahead. Let me refresh Twitter real quick just to make sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. There is nothing. It is July twenty third, <laughs> two thousand eighteen, and the the off season has fully set in. And Jake's on vacation. And Jake's on vacation. Screw you, Jake. <laughs> Jake. You want to take us out? All right. I'm John Nathan Raby. He's Louis Corzo. This has been Locked On Pelicans. Stay tuned all week. We got guest hosts all week. Tomorrow we have Rory and Jermaine. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Screw you, Jake. We'll see if I keep that. And you can, you're going to like, tighten all that stuff too oh yeah 100 percent